today we today we 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 are going to start this um topic by understanding what bitterness is we've got like 10 questions from the platform and then brought by the grace of god by the option of the holy spirit i hope you'll be able to do justice and if you are joining us if you have any question please feel free to please put some question up for us i am sure brother will be able to do justice to any question before we start um i want brother to tell us what you understand by bitterness because I, I i noticed that nowadays we live in a world that uh, bitterness is everywhere and this this i don't want us to over flood it some people they are bitter they are not they don't know they are bitter but their action shows they don't even know that what they are they are actually portraying is is coming from a bitterness uh, experience so we want to know what is bitterness when we say bitterness sir what do you think we are talking about um let, let me let me say this in a very layman language where where everybody will be able to understand let me say bitterness is when unhappiness is means with anger bitterness is um is when you are in bitter because uh, bitterness is taken from the word bitter bitter means something that is not pleasant something that doesn't make you happy so it's an experience that doesn't make you happy that leaves you and that leaves you with bitter bitter taste bitter knowledge that leaves you with bitter pains and mix with anger is an experience that you have something that uh, left with you out of when you exceed or, or emerge out of an experience, the hangover, the remains, that will be, the, the remain will not be, that bitterness mixed with anger. It's a very terrible emotion. It's a very, very terrible thing. So bitterness is the opposite of sweetness. So when you have a sweet experience, you are left with happiness. So when you, when you go through an experience that leaves something that is not pleasant with you, something bitter, and you are annoyed with such an experience. That is what we call bitterness. You are in bitter, and at the same time, you are engulfed with bitter and with anger. Th thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. From my own note here, I put uh, I I just Google bitterness, and I've got this. Um, is a complex, multi-layered emotion that has been described as a mixture of disappointment, disgust, anger, and fear. I have another meaning that talks about bitterness as is a condition of soul that causes someone to be angry, resentful, vindictive. It can also cause one to become unkind and unsympathetic. I have another one that talks about bitterness is a poison that can lead to physical or emotional problems another one is a poison that leaves us in a pit of despair and the foundation of bitterness as we likely say brother it starts from us someone did something to you someone offended you maybe deliberately or intentionally or unintentionally anyone you think it 
it starts from getting hurt. It starts from someone has done something wrong, or you are feeling something, or you've done something wrong, or your experience is so bad at your place of work, at home, in your husband's house, in church. Maybe you think you're supposed to be promoted, you are not promoted in your husband's house, the way the in-laws they are treating you, in your um, in-laws' side, on your wife's side, the way your wife's parents or your wife siblings they are treating you at your place of uh, uh, worship in church some people the way they talk the way they look at something uh, will just happen and you are offended that is bitterness anger we cause bitterness but anger is just for a little while anger is temporary but bitterness is forever in fact i've seen people that their own bitterness they are handing it over to the next generation because to them, they believe this is the way of life. And the reason why we are treating bitterness tonight is for us to make sure that we enjoy our life. We live in this environment that if we are not careful, if we don't consciously make sure we understand who we are, some people will make us to be someone who God has not created us to be. We have to just be conscious of this every day of our life. And this is why we are dealing with it. If you are easily offended, watch yourself. If you are very sensitive, watch yourself. Yes, it's good we'll be offended. Anywhere we are, somebody will do something wrong to us. The ability for us to let go now is what we need to work on now. And that is why we are treating this. This bitterness has cost so many people their happiness, their joy, their family, their children, homes, they have been divided. Some people, they've lost their job because they find it difficult to let go. And brother, but this will take me to the next question, sir. Is bitterness listed as a sin in the Bible? <laughs> uh, yes, I will say yes. I will say yes, and um, I will want us to take the scripture for it, uh, at least, even if it is one place. Let's uh, check the book of Hebrew, chapter 12. It talks about bitterness. Specifically, let's look at verse 15 together. Uh, if you are there, you can uh, open your Bible to it. Uh, Hebrew chapter 12, verse 15. Uh, maybe I will, I will open my Bible here, read, so that you won't say that I'm saying out of, uh, of hand. I can read for you. <laughs> okay, please read for me. Thank you. Read from King James Version. Or, or, I have, I have yeah. NIV and NLT. I have message. Okay, let me read from Kim J's version, then you read from the version in your hand. Okay. Uh, he said, verse 15 said, Look diligently, lest any man fall off the grace of God, hmm. lest any root of bitterness sprung up, trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Number one, the Bible says here that uh, through bitterness, somebody can can fall off from God's grace. Then number two is saying that through the through bitterness you can be defiled. So something that defies you is unclean thing. Something that defies you does not please God. Something that defied you is something that God don't want to behold in your life. So it's, it's very important. Bitterness makes someone to fall off God's grace. Hmm. Bitterness defy the grace of God upon your life. Bitterness makes you inhabitable for God, for the Spirit of God. Bitterness make Holy Spirit to, to
to, to do away from you. Because when you are engulfed with bitterness, bitterness it does not create an, a conducive environment for the Spirit of God. So thereby you fall off the grace. You become a religious entity. Though you go to though you have a title, though you have positioned in the, in the church, but the Spirit of God does not reside in you again. All mm. what is left is a, is a carnal spirit. All what is left is the voice of your spirit. That, that's what you'll be hearing. And you'll be interpreting it to be the Spirit of God. So because of the bitterness in you, especially, that's what the Bible is saying. It says, let the root of bitterness. So bitterness can spear up roots. It can shoot out roots. It can take roots. It can stand. It, it wants to come and stay. So it's a, it's a deep topic that you need to watch out and be on guide and take it against. Because number one, it makes you to be a place that Holy Spirit will not be able to dwell. Mm. That you will, be, you will be defiled by it and God will become, will become far from you because when you are defiled, God doesn't want anything defiled to come near him. So you are just going to church, you become a religious entity. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, if uh, you mentioned the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and you and you and you actually read um verse 15 uh, to us, and I want to start from verse 14. Yeah, yeah. Verse 14 says, make every effort. Yeah. So that, that means it's not coming easy. That yeah. means living with people. That people will not offend you. I don't know if you are living, if you will not get people that will offend you. And I want to say, when I finish this, I want to start to bring it to our family, between husband mm. and wife, between parents and their children. I have seen places where parents will tell their children, I disown you. I have seen places where the man will think is the God of the, the, the woman and he will treat the woman anyhow. And I was, I've seen places that the wife will say, I will never forgive my husband because he did this, he did that. And same thing, vice versa. So we need to bring this thing home so that it can look practical. Verse 14 yeah. says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. And be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So regardless of your anointing, if you want to see the Lord, you need to make effort to live in peace. Yes. Because if you are bitter, you can never have peace. And verse yeah. 15, NIV says, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. The reason why it will defile many is that if you are bitter, put a bitter person in a community, it's going to, die. It's going to defy that community. It's going well. to mess up that community. It's going to sap that community of their happiness. Mm. NLT says, look after each other so that none of you fall to, uh, fail to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness. This is why mm. I enjoy calling it as poison. Yeah. It kills. Yeah. Poisonous root of bitterness. And a uh, message put it like this. Keep a sharp eyes out for weed of bitter content discontent mm. weed of bitter discontent is a weed a yep. turtle or two gone to sleep can ruin a whole garden in no time and that is how bitterness works in people's life you mentioned yeah. some things that bitterness does I've, I've listed some things there that bitterness does bitterness can destroy you it will yeah. send a pass away from you. 
It will steal your joy. It will steal your peace. And that is why you are always moody. You are so negative. Your mindset is always negative. When everybody is seeing blue sky, you are only seeing black sky. That is what bitterness does. You won't see clearly. Even though you are not blind, you can't see clearly. You are so bitter. You've got a bitter spirit. And when you have a bitter spirit, it creates unfold suffering. Yeah. You are in pain within you. And you are in pain within you. The pain is getting more when you don't have people that want to. You want to share the pain with you. Then everybody offends you. You are so, so, so bitter. It holds you in bondage. You will not fulfill your great potential because you are still holding on to the past, to someone. You are giving someone priority over your life. Yeah. The main reason you are bitter is because you find it difficult to let go of the past. Yeah. Somebody said this. I've got this experience. Somebody raped me, sir. Okay. Rape experience. I'm not trivializing it. Rape experience still messed up people's marriage. Yeah. The lady find it difficult to let go. The man find it difficult to let go of that experience. It's a very terrible experience we know. But now you are in the Christ. You are no longer under any condemnation. You're supposed to rise. You're supposed to make that person that you think they hurt you. You're supposed to, to, to make your life to be so beautiful that they will come and say they are sorry, not you. Living a sorry life for the rest of your life. That is what bitterness does. It holds you in the bondage. It will not make you to fulfill your destiny. It steals yeah. your joy. It makes you to be blind to great opportunities around you. Yeah. Bitterness never affects one person. If you are bitter, your bitterness peels onto everyone around you. Yeah. Your negativity can cause others to avoid you. Because when they are with you, you are always telling them the past that is not nice. You are always telling them what the experience, bad experience. So they will think that why am I staying with you? Why do I keep on to, to be around you? That is what bitterness does. Mm. You live a pity life. Some people enjoy being pity. I mm. find it difficult why some people like people telling them sorry. Bitterness can lead to damaged relationship in your mm. marriage. Mm. And this is what I want you to discuss, sir. Before we move, any practical example? Why do why do we keep make sure why, why do we make our past experience to keep on stealing our present and future? Why uh, why is it difficult for some people to let go? Even when Jesus said he has he gave his life for us, he shed his blood, he said it is finished. He said you have been washed, you have been bought with a with a price. Why do we still why do we still find it difficult to let go to forgive ourselves to forgive people that offend us? Why do we keep offense to that level of passing it to the next generation? Over to you, uh, sir. Yeah, I, I, I think that this is a very intelligent question. We need to understand that um, I, I'm going to tell you three major ways that um, bitterness can come. That no, number one, it comes through offenses. It comes through offenses when you are offended. Number two, it comes when you are hurt. And uh, you don't allow yourself to be healed of that wound. 
it degenerates to bitterness. Then number three is when you don't forgive. That's number three, when you don't forgive. The reason why people hold on to these, these three things, and degenerate to bitterness that it can linger for generations. It can linger from one, one, one line to another. That people pass it even from father to children. It's because they, number one, when you want people to sympathize with you, when you want people to, you, you want people to, 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 you want to be in the sympathy of people. That's number one. Then number two, you enjoy telling the story. You, you, when you keep telling the story, because the more you tell the story, the more you keep getting annoyed, the more the pain keep getting fresh in your mind. So, because check it, if, if anything happens to you in the past and uh, you are forgiven, you have allowed it to go, you will now enjoy the story again because you will find that there is nothing in it. There is nothing to tell. You have actually gone beyond this. Even if you want to share it, the pain is not there again. You will be sharing something that can make people to cry and uh, you, you will share it with no weight. The weight will not be there. So if like somebody who witnessed a rape, still holding not to that rape, you are embittered, you are annoyed with the person, you, you wish the person should die, should fall down and die. And each time you see the person, I mean, you, you, you wish the person if, and that is why I said this bitterness, it, it sends God away from our life, sends God away from home. When you are embittered with, to your wife or to your husband, because your husband have done something very grievous, yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I... Problem again. <laughs> you better ban. You better ban the, that network to to stop messing up. Okay, before we we have Brodipo back, so he, he's discussing about how we how bitterness come into people's life, and he, he has described to us three three types. He has told us about hurt. He has told us about offense. And he has told us about unforgiveness. Those are the things he's talking to us about. And from my own side, I will tell you the causes of, of bitterness. Number one on my own list is betrayal. When you think somebody has done something that, oh, I can't believe that you can do this to me. But if you look at the Bible, all those things we, 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 we gratify. They are all already in the Bible. And, and, and the Bible has even taught us how to deal with them. You can imagine Joseph's life. You can imagine what the brother, the brother did to him. That was a big betrayal. But Joseph did not even look at that. And this is what we are talking about. How do you help your mind, your heart? How do you make sure that no matter everything that they throw at you, they don't change who you are? Because this, this ourselves, this platform is for you, is for me. It's not for your for third party, but when you are okay, every other thing about you will be okay. So ensuring yourself that no matter what you are going through, did not change your name. My name is Topwe. Nobody should do anything that will make me to change my name from Topwe to me. 
I guide it very jealously. Causes of it, betrayal, unforgiveness, unhappiness, failure. And all those things I've talked to you about, we've seen people that make failure, they walk around with failure, and failure turned their life around that some big, bigger things, they brought them out of the failure they have experienced in the past. And that is the way God wants us to live. He wants us to live a life that we turn things around. He did not want us to do things that will make us to just forget. When we fall, we rise, but we learn from the fall. Nobody should hold your life as if they are your God. Your God is in heaven. He is your creator. He knows the beginning to the end of your life. There is nothing you are going through. No matter how worse they are, no matter how sweet they are, nothing you are going through that is strange to your God. Nothing you are going through that God did not understand about it or he did not know about it. But we need to learn. We need to understand how to make sure that those experiences, no matter how big they are, no matter how small they are, no matter how few that they like, they are like mountain before Zerubbabel. No matter how whatever, how are we making use of them to still fulfill the grace of God? Looking through those problems and bringing out gold from it. Where did you are back? <laughs> yes. Over to you, sir. Okay. Uh, so, um, can you hear me, please? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, beautiful. So now you need to let's let's now look at it, these three ways. You are hot and you are keeping the wounds. The pain will be fresh each day. And that pain, each time the pain, you feel the pain, you will remember the source of that pain. You will not be happy, <laughs> you'll be embittered, and anger will set in against the person. So that is what is happening. Now you are raped. Is is something is a weight already, which you need to get yourself to be healed of, which you need to align yourself with God to heal you of that emotional hurt. Don't see it as a baby for you to nurse it, because when you nurse it, it become a monster that can devour you, devour your future, devour your entire life. And not because the, who knows the person that raped you may be somebody you trust, betray or set in. You will not trust people again. Even God sent helpers to your life, you will not trust them away. You will misjudge people. And thereby, you are affecting your own personal life, not the person who raped you again. Your own life, you are holding your own life ransom. You will not be able to go forward. You will not be able to move forward. Emotionally, you are not healed psychologically you are down so do you see that you are doing yourself a disadvantage by holding on to that wound by nursing the wound so when you keep nursing the wound when you keep nursing like a baby it, the thing will grow up and i told you it will become a monster that will consume you so what do you need to do with it don't nurse it allow it to dry and die naturally you need to prove that uh, your life continues. You need to prove that that is not all about your life. So by not holding on to it, it showed that that event 
It's not all about your life. You are not making that event to define you, to define your destiny. You are saying that your life is bigger than just one event. You will not allow it to define you. You will not allow it to, to write the last chapter of your life. We have areas of example everywhere. We have this American preacher, Paula White. She was real. We have uh, this rich black woman, Oprah Winfrey. She was real. But these people, they, they move on. And their life were not defined by those events, by those moments again. They become a lesson that we all learn today that what you think should be a bitter experience, bitterness for the rest of your life can actually be a ladder for you to grow bigger and help other people. So it becomes very important that you need to know this. So don't nurse the wound. The number two, when you are betrayed, you take caution. Because to, to be, to, when you are betrayed, is a very terrible experience. Very, very terrible experience. When you are betrayed, for it not to degenerate to bitterness, what you need to do is to forgive. You need to forgive. Forgiveness means that you remove the pain from the experience. You remove anger from the experience. You remove resentment from the experience. You remove feelings of revenge from the experience. These are the things that is, you mean that you forgive. You remove the feeling of revenge from the experience. You remove the feeling that I won't, God, can you kill this person now, now, now for me from the experience. When you see the person, you remove the experience, let ground open its mouth and swallow this person now. Because of what you have done, you have removed that. That is mean that you have forgiven that person. You are not holding it to that person again. So that's what it means. Then um, thirdly, when you are offended, maybe an offense come, you are offended. And what you need to do, you need to learn how to get past that. Learn how to let go. Great minds doesn't hold on to this little, little thing. I read anonymous statement. The person said, I, I became a winner in life because I choose my battles. I don't fight small, small battles. I fight the battle for success. I fight the battle for my purpose. I fought the battle for progress. Yeah. So all these little, little offense, my husband doesn't, my wife doesn't greet me in the morning. My husband doesn't kiss me. And you are embittered. Maybe he's kissing somebody outside there. And uh, yeah, you know, you know, you need to let go of these little, little petty things. And uh, you know where you put your shoe is not the best and you are annoyed for the next two, three days. You need to let go of all these. The day of your, I mean, Maybe the day of your wedding anniversary, your husband didn't get you a gift and it, or he doesn't remember on time. Maybe the day of your birthday or your wife doesn't remember the day of your birthday. You are, you are annoyed. And you said the other day you remember the day of your colleague, your birthday of your colleague in the office and my whole now. Someone can be embittered for that for the next six months. He said, my wife. He will keep saying my wife, my husband. My husband didn't remember my, I mean, let go. Those are small, small issues. Let go. There are bigger issues. You don't allow all this to, to accumulate. That's why bitterness is a multi-layer. It beats up. So you need to be very, very careful. 
save yourself of this monster. Those not a monster that will devour you and devour your destiny. Thank you so much, Rodipo. <laughs> Thank you. Um, can you hear me clearly? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Um, I've, I've got. I want to pick the two. I've got two questions, but they are like they are similar, but they are different questions. One of them says, "My auntie molested me and raped me as a child. I cannot forgive her." I'm sure God is angry with her too. How can you tell me not to be bitter? That is number one of the question. How can you tell someone that has gone through this experience not to be bitter? Another one says, my wife cheated on me while I was at um, work. Um, cheated on me when I used to travel for work. It's been one year now. And I cannot seem to forgive her. So this can also happen to a man that the wife, um, the wife said, okay, my husband cheated on me when I was not around, right? Um, am I bitter? How can I overcome this and restore intimacy in my home? Okay, uh, I think the first one quickly, I I'll talk about a little bit about that. Don't nurse it again. Because when you nurse that rape issue, it becomes a monster. It will hold you down. Don't put yourself in the position of God, that God is annoying. Everybody knows God is annoying. So let God punish him or her, not you. Let God deal with him or her. You deal with yourself. You deal with the remnant of that experience, which is bitterness that is generating. I told you is experiential knowledge. Is what you experience, the, the, the remains of that experience is what you are nursing or knowingly to you. So what you need to do is to forgive yourself, forgive the person and move on. Let God be with that person. Don't put, don't put, don't put, don't put uh, the, the, the don't, don't, don't put law in your hand or don't put yourself in the position of God. Naturally, God will be anointed with that person and God will deal with the person. But most importantly, your soul, your life is very important. You need to watch it out. Number one, you need to forgive yourself. Number two, you need to move be beyond that event. Don't allow that event to define your life. Don't allow that event to be the bus stop of your aspirations. Don't let that event be the totality of what you will celebrate in your life. You can celebrate positive things, greater things more than that. The person have done that, that he has inflicted pain on you, accepted, but don't let your life be divine by that pain. So you need to move beyond that. Forgive yourself, forgive that person so that you can clear pathway. You will not carry unnecessary load because when you are keeping it in your heart, you are carrying unnecessary load and you know you cannot carry load and run at the same time because the load will weigh you down. Okay. <laughs> the load will, will slow you down. It's very important. Then secondly, the second question about the man that said the wife cheated on him. Number one, you, you, you need to talk about the, the scenario. Call your wife. Both of you need to talk about it. What leads to it when you are away? Do you call yourself often? 
you can, I mean, technology has made the world a global village, a small village today that could be connections, video calls that you talk, you do, you chat, you are, you are connected. Do you shy away from that? Do you, do you refuse to connect with your wife? Do you refuse to share, to communicate with her every day? Because um, whosoever you communicate with can control your life. Uh, if, if you are not around and another man is checking on your wife every, every night, how are you today? Are you about to sleep? Have you eaten? And the man is doing that every day, every evening. And first thing in the morning, the man call your wife, uh, how are you? How, how was your night? Do you know, even without anything, your wife will begin to look up to, look for that call every day, unconsciously. The moment is now. That's why you, you, you need to close mark your own. Because unconsciously, you will be, the mind will be longing for that call. Longing for it. So you need, both of you need to sit down, analyze it, what leads to it. Maybe we are, we, are, we are too far from ourselves. There is one episode of this, um, or there, is, there is one month episode, I think last year, that dealt with this. You need to go to me and mine. And, uh, and request for that for that episode. There are this couple, well-experienced couple, that they came to share something like this. They were staying apart, and that want to begin to make them to become an individual couple. So they quickly recognized that, and they they close rank immediately. So you need to go and look for that episode, please, and uh, watch that episode. You will learn a lot from it. Secondly, you need to let go. You need to let go. You need, you need to let go of that. You need to forgive your wife. You need to forgive. In as much that you love, from that person, he showed that you love your wife. You want intimacy. Forgiveness will restore that intimacy. Forgiveness will restore your love again. Forgiveness is the, the key here. You need to forgive your wife. You need to forgive your wife. You need to forgive your wife. It's very, very important. When you forgive your wife, it, it, will, it, will, it will help you. It will help the relationship to come back to life, to surge back to life. It will help the relationship to surge back to life. And that is why from your communication, you will discover keys. What led to it and the keys to avert it. And the key to intimacy that you want. How did the man enter the heart of your wife? You'll be able to know this. A pastor friend shared with me the other day that uh, he lost interest in his wife, that he just ate his wife. I, need, I, I told him that you need to let your wife know this. You need to let your wife know this. And um, not that alone, both of you need to see that. What happened? Which area? Is it the ear do or the, 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 way, the way she dresses up? You need to analyze this immediately and nip it at the board because it will degenerate. You will begin to find a substitute somewhere. So it, it's very, very important. Sit down with her, discuss it. I, I believe she will feel the she will feel remorse. She will apologize and uh, leverage on that. Forgive her, and uh, the love will be restored. The intimacy will be restored. And you will go beyond that. And God can even use that for you, that experience in your family to heal a lot of home and help a lot of couples out there who are going through such a troubling time.
Thank you so much, Pastor. It's like now I'll be giving you one minute. <laughs> Please, can you help me check your? I think um, your there's something. Um, can you check? Yes. Can you help me to check if you actually put it properly because I'm hearing some sound here. Okay. Okay. If you can remove it and put it properly, is it okay now? I can't hear you, but the noise is, we don't have the noise again. So I can't hear you, but can you speak if I can hear you? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you, but when you speak, I can hear some sound. So something is wrong with um, what you are using. Wow, 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 wow. I think it's okay now. So what, what, I, want to, what I want to tell us today is, um, I think we have, we have another question on the platform. Rodipo, can you hear me? Let me let me let me read. And uh, there's a question on the platform. Let me just quickly go to the platform and call out that question before we continue from the one we've got here. Um, Faith, thank you so much for this question. I used to have cordial relationship with my mom's sister, till so she and my mom had some issues which have lingered for long due to different belief and approach to life now it has been passed to both children so much that we barely say hi i'm not happy with this but both mothers have have some resentment still how can i deal with this two minutes sir two minutes thank uh, god that uh, the person asked this question it means that the person has uh, a very sound mind. All what you need to know is to detach yourself from the belief system of your mother. The, the, the mother believed that uh, if you fight somebody, you need to fight the person. You need to educate your mom. Number one, what caused it? They need to forgive themselves. That and then it's not necessarily that uh, that hatred must be passed to you and you must relate with other people with hatred. It means that you are being sentimental. You must allow the spirit of God to rule your heart. The spirit of God is a spirit that is not judgmental. It's very, very important. Show love to those people and through you, God can then reunite the entire family again. I mean, I mean, you are not the one they offended. It's your mom, uh, uh, whatever issue that happened. You can, you can clear it with your mom, clear the heart of your mom. You understand me now? Let me, let me share a personal example. Some things happened to me that um, we forgive those people that are involved. Do you know what happened? We never shared it with our children. Their children never, they didn't opt it today. They don't know anything about it. So when they see those people, they, their relationship is, is so is that they don't know. So their relationships is good. So you don't have to help people to make enemy. I mean, how many friends do you have that you want to multiply enemy? So it's become very important that number one, talk to your mom, let your mom see other perspective. That's number one. Then number two, don't multiply enemy. Don't share sentiment like that. Allow the spirit of God to rule your heart. Reach out to those people gradually. Day to day, we open up. Do you know that even if I don't know you from nowhere, if we are coming and we are coming to, to meet each other, if I smile to you, 
naturally you will smile back. It's contagious. So if you show love, it will definitely it will, it will definitely unlock them because love is a winner any day, any time. That love is a winner any day, any time. I like that. And then before we answer some other questions, there is something I quickly thank you so much for that question. There is something I quickly want us to know. Yeah. I have noticed that in Christendom, right, we, we raise up holy hands in church and at home we do something else. At home, we are set, we are, our nature is different from the nature in church. I have noticed that some parents, thank you so much for that, they, if they are not greeting anybody, if their children, they are open their mouths to greet. Indirectly, you are teaching your children bitterness, how to keep grudges. You don't know. And this thing will come back and bite you. It's not a good spirit. It's not a good spirit. I'm not trivializing whatever that has caused that offense. You are human being. You, you are free. One of the questions says, um, is, is a woman feeling? Is it not a woman feeling to be bitter? It's, a, it's an emotion. You are, you are free to, to be offended. I'm not saying it's a sin. It's not a sin. But you don't let sun set on it. Don't let don't let it don't let it linger to the extent of asking your children not to greet anybody because you don't talk to anybody. It's not nice. We we do it in our culture too. We we do it. Don't go there. Don't talk to that person because we are not talking. I haven't said that. That doesn't mean we should not take caution. There is difference between taking caution and there is difference between bitterness. You are not talking to this person. I know the reason why you are not talking to the person. I understand what is happening, but I don't want to be part of it. That should not stop me from saying hello. That should not stop me from inviting them to invent if I need to do that. That should not stop me from doing what I need to do. And this I've, I have learned as I'm growing older and older. I used to be, to be very angry with people. I used to think that people should always think the way I think. I used to take offense so much that now I think it's a, it's, a, it's a matter of maturity and when you allow the Spirit of God to dwell richly in you. Remember, the Spirit of God dwelling in you richly, not about money now. When you are mature, all those things. But the part you said kissing. Kissing is not easy, so it's not a small thing. So that people will not think uh, they can go and kiss. It's not a small thing. It's a taboo in our own kingdom. Is a taboo but what we are saying is that you need to live your life don't ever live your life for your mom your dad or anything live it the, the way god wants you to live joy happiness someone offend you call the person sort it out if the if you know you can't call the person trash it into the bin this your heart is so precious don't fill it with garbage don't fill it with garbage the only key thing, the only antidote thing for bitterness is forgiveness. Just choose to eat. You are forgiven not because the person deserves it. You are forgiven. I'm telling you, something happens. It's not because that person deserves it, but because of your life. Because your life depends on it. Because of your own health. Because of your destiny. Because you don't want God to cut you away. Because Jesus, they did it to Jesus. So it's not, it's, not, it's not a new thing when they do it to you. When people you trusted so much betray you. When people you, you, you live all your life, you serve all your life, you go extra, extra for them. They did it for Jesus. Peter did it for Jesus. 
Peter even said he has not come in contact with Jesus for your information. So if your husband betray you or your wife betray you or your children betray you, they did it for Jesus. So what did Jesus do? Don't follow your parents to do evil. That is not the kind of parent. Obey your parents in the Lord the Bible is talking about. Don't do it. The consequences will come biting you. Whatever you don't know the beginning, don't put your head into it. As a child of God, shine the light of God to your parents. I know some parents, they are even speaking in tongues. They have vision. But they are doing some things. Don't, don't judge them. You are not their God. But make sure you are whole in yourself. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Those things that the Bible says we should think about, they are things we need to think about. Not about they hurt my mommy. And when my mommy just got married, uh, this is the way they talk to my mommy. I've seen some parents that God has now helped them. God has blessed them. God has fought for them. You can see that their life is not a testimony, but they still find it difficult to remove the past from the present. And they are even fighting to make sure that they hand over those bad things to their children. When their children should not even understand those bad things. They will narrate the story every year. Every time you come in contact with them, it's the same bitterness story. You choose to forgive. Please, don't follow your parents. Don't make someone's battle your battle. Forgive. Let go. I will offend you. As I'm talking, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not saying. If you are close to me, you know. If I did something wrong, tell me. I will tell you I'm sorry. But you are not so big in my life that I will carry the offense and not put it in my life and you are not controlling my life because when you are bitter, it's that person that offends you that is the controller of your life. They will drain you, they will sap you of your peace, sap you of your happiness. If your husband is calling you names, don't be bitter with those names because that is not your name. You know your name. And she calls me name. She said I'm a bastard. But you know you are not a bastard. You know your father, you know your mother. And this is what I teach my children. If you, if, you, if you abuse my children, I will tell my children not to abuse you back. It's not because they are stupid. But I tell my children, somebody call you stupid and you tell them back you are stupid. That is not smartness. You two, you have said that person is stupid, so it's one one. But if they call you stupid and that is not your name and you don't answer them, they feel irritated. That is the power I'm teaching my own children. If you, if you slap my children, I will tell my children, don't do it back, but you have to report. It's not because I'm, I'm teaching them not to fight. They, there, is a, there is a fight they can fight. Not that, not that you abuse them, they abuse you back. You are teaching them how to abuse. They will be abusive. And when I was growing up, where I grew up, that is how we think parents should teach children. You slap me, I slap you back, I give it to you back. Who do you think you are? Until God re regenerates your life, refine you, make you who he is, all those offense. That is what Rodipo said. They are just little, little things because when you are in the Lord, you don't, you don't, you don't underline those things. You see it, you react to it, but your reaction is not like the people of the world. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Brother Paul, please, can you, can you help us to answer these three questions together, sir? Um, bitterness is a way of, prote of protecting my heart. This is the question now. To them, when they are bitter... Is a way of like protecting so that they don't want to be offended again. That is the way of protecting. It's protect so that is that. Um, let me start again. Bitterness is a way of protecting my heart so that I won't get out again. 
Are you saying I should continue to be a doormat to other people? That is one. Another one says, whenever I see him, my stomach hurts. How can I stop these feelings in my heart? Then another one says, how do I stop anger from crossing over to bitterness? I will give you three minutes. One more minute for each of them. We want to start by seven o'clock. Okay. Um, let, 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 me, let me just cap everything off. Um, uh, bitterness does not help you to protect yourself. It destroys you. It destroys your relationship with others. That's what it does. So the solution to these three questions, I will take it, I will call it JJ solution. JJ solution. Joseph and Jesus solution. Uh, what happened to Joseph was a very terrible thing. Very, very terrible thing. The, his elder brother plotted for his death. They sold him to slavery. They lied against him. Very terrible. But when he met them again, I will read the statements and I will feature out the solutions to these three questions and everybody will be able to learn. Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 45. Genesis 45, I will read from verse seven. You will see plainly from Joseph. And Joseph said to his brethren, come near to me, I pray you. And they came near and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now therefore, be not grieved, nor angry with yourself that you sold me either. For God did not send me, for God did send me before you to preserve life. Six, for those, for those two years as the family being in the land, yet there were five years in the, which there shall neither be hearing nor harvest. Verse seven, God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So instead of the man to grow bitterness towards the people that hurt him, that betray him, that offend him, what he does is that number one, he make excuses for them. Number one, he make excuses for them. You thought you are doing evil to me, but God sent me ahead. That was excuse. He make excuses for them. So make excuse for people. That will help you not to be bitter about anybody. Somebody match you. I say, maybe he doesn't see me. Instead for you to grow so annoyed. Make excuses for people. Number two, in, in verse eight, he said, so now it was not you that sent me either, but God and he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. So that experience can be a booster of destiny. David, uh, Joseph used it as a booster. He saw the experience as a booster of destiny. Your stomach hurt each time you see the person. No, make an excuse for the person. That experience can be something, a booster that, oh, let me, let, 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 let me fire up myself to become somebody alive. Maybe it's your boss that just don't glass you. It means that I can improve myself so that in the next five years, I will be on that seat too. And I will, I, will, I will do good to people. It could be a booster. The second J is Jesus. Let, if you read Luke chapter 23, verse 34, when they crucified Jesus, 
Jesus make excuse for them. He said, Father, forgive them because they know not what they are doing. He make excuse. Jesus assumed. He made that excuse. These people, they are killing me. They are nailing me. They don't know what they are doing. That was the excuse. I used to tell me somebody that put a nail in another man's hand. I'm marrying it to the wood. Doesn't know what he's doing. They know, but Jesus makes excuse for them that he doesn't know what he's doing. So God forgive him. He doesn't know. So somebody who hurts you, make excuse for that person. That will help you not to grow annoyed. That will make, help you not to be bitter. That will help you to forgive the person. So the second solution that Jesus provides is that forgiveness. He said, Father, forgive. So you forgive. So it helps you. It, 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 it helps individual. And these are the principles I work with. I make excuses for people easily. I forgive people easily. I don't grow bitterness. No matter your offense, I don't have enemy. No matter your offense, no matter what you have done, it doesn't concern me. I make excuses for you and I move on. So it becomes very important. Please practice this. If you are a Christian, read your Bible where I've mentioned Joseph, Genesis 45, 4 to 7, Jesus, Luke 23, verse 34. Read them. You will see how this sense, this, this Jesus, undo the issue of offense, of art and pain. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I think we will pass uh, after seven for a few minutes. I want Brother to give us a conclusion. Um, message when I finish uh, my, my little chat and then you pray for us because this thing is very key because it's really affecting us. Brodipo, if you can help me with your mic, it's really, you can, if you can help me to hold your mic, Brodipo, that would be nice. Yes. So because it's, uh, okay. Uh, so this, this thing is really affecting our prayer life. You see, I saw many uh, Christians on mountain, different mountain, go to Facebook, you will see some people there on the mountain and they are still filming. I don't know how they are connected to God, but we have so many problems that we take to God. Forgetting that some things we have to deal with ourselves. We are not trivializing people offending us. I offend people. People offend me. So it's not that we are trivializing it. But we are human beings. Once we are in this flesh, people need to offend you. But what we are saying tonight is this. Don't let offense take ownership of your life. I have been practicing what Brother Adipo said. When you offend me, I put myself in your shoe. Before, I give it to you back. Instantly. In fact, I give it back. Maturity in marriage, counseling, my husband, people around me, they ask, God gave me good people to bring me out of those things. I pause. It's just one second. Just pause. Don't talk. And that is where you get those relief from. Then you cannot put yourself in their shoe. And when I put myself in their shoe, most of the time, I know I will do what they've done. Hence, I forgive. That is what Brother Paul is saying. Look for excuse. I don't look for excuse for them, but I put myself in their shoe. If I'm in their shoe, will I behave like that? Most of the time, 90%, I will behave like that. And I forgive them. So you can look for your own way. You may not look for excuse, but look for a way of not making somebody. Because for me, you are keeping offense. You are, you are, you are cheating yourself. That person is enjoying happy. You, you have money. Your wife is not enjoying you. Your, your children, they are not enjoying you. Everywhere around you is so messy. Because of what? And sometimes, sir, it's not because of offense. 
Sometimes, because some people who are so inferior, inferiority complex, they compare themselves to other people. They just hate the person because it looks like this. Who does she think she is? Who does he think he is? You just decided to resent somebody. We have one of the questions. What is the difference between anger, resentment, and bitterness? I don't see any difference. I just know that the beginning of bitterness is anger. You, something you are not happy with. Then you, you want it to last forever in your life. Then it's cause, it, it causes bitterness. Resentfulness and anger they are, and bitterness, they are the same thing as far as I'm concerned. Don't, don't make somebody have too much power over you that you can't forgive them. No matter how worse they do, forgive. That is why the Bible says his own vengeance is mine. It's not yours. Many of us, we try, we, we try to put law into our hands and we have thrown stones to a glass house. We have hurt ourselves. You think your sister did something, unknowingly you are doing yourself. You are doing yourself. No, anytime you try to fight back, anytime to, you, you make sure you want to revenge, you are hurting yourself the more. You are hurting yourself deeply. And you are giving someone else power over you. Don't do it. I know we go to mountain of fire, we go to mountain to pray about our enemy, they should die. There are some enemies I believe they will die. I, I'm not disputing that far. But the first enemy you need to fight against is yourself. The enemy of yourself that you, you hate yourself so much that you put some people too much before yourself. You should come first in everything. Anything that will not give you joy, cut them off. Brodipo said they will turn to a monster. My brother doesn't like this person, and so should I make me not to like the person? My wife is not talking to this person. Should I make my husband not to talk to them? That is the way we are bringing people up. We are teaching people how to be, to be unhappy. In my notes here, I, I put it, choose to forgive. Instead of giving someone a taste of their own medicine, that is the way we say it, and we give it to them back. Instead of slandering their reputation, somebody hurts me, then you, you are cho -cho 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 -cho. you are bad mouthing the person. You go to A, you say Ori, you go to B, you cho -cho 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 -cho. you buy white, you do all those things. You sow, you sow unnecessary seed so that they will hate that person. Instead of doing that, instead of harboring bitterness, resentment, live out of the gospel of Jesus, gospel of grace, extend forgiveness. Just as Christ did for us, while we are yet a sinner, he died. When we don't deserve his love, his reckless love, nobody can give you that. If you are truly a child of God and you know you don't deserve what Jesus did for you, nobody is too big to take you to hellfire. And that is why forgiveness is part of Jesus' prayer. As we forgive those who trespass, People will trespass. You can't pray against it. If you are praying against it, you are not serious. You pray that people should envy you. That is kind of prayer. You are bringing more enemy to yourself. You need to walk to the level of, instead of giving them that taste, show them the grace of God. The cure of bitterness is not found in getting evil, but by giving grace, just as Jesus gave. Let's go. As if Brother Deeper was looking at, at my note. Let's go and let God. When you let go, God will begin to eat your heart. He will allow you because some things they are, Brother Deeper, I'm, I'm telling you, some things they are hurtful. Some experiences they are bad. 
they are bitter. Some experiences you cry for days. Sis, my brother, cry if you need to cry, but after crying, wipe your, 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 your cry and get up. Your life does not depend on those experiences. You don't have a child, that doesn't mean you should not work as a mom. That doesn't mean you should hate children. You should not be agree Mother's Day, you should sit in your house. No! There is something coming to you. There is a grace coming to you beyond you. Don't bow your head for any situation or circumstances. It loves you. It loves you. Trust God. And that is what I said January this year. Don't trust. Don't put your trust in any man. Just trust him. Just trust him. Just trust him. I've proved him over and over, over. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just prove him. And when you are loving, no experience is wasted. In every painful and challenging situation, trust him. There is something that will come out of those challenges if you don't give up. I have seen. I have tasted of his goodness. I have understood. So I don't live by what people say. I don't live my life by instincts. You may be my friend. You may be close to me. My life is lived by what God wants me to live. If you do something wrong to me, I will tell you, and that is it. The next minute, if you are repeating it two years, I don't even know the scenario again. I don't have time for that. You need to guide this your heart jealously. Issue of life, they are from this heart. And another one I've got, love genuinely. If truly you love, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If truly you love, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love does not keep peril. Love. So many things. We read it. He even said it. It doesn't matter if you are a pastor, if you are speaking in tongues, if you are doing anything. It doesn't matter what you do. But if you don't love, if you give all your, your belongings to the poor, that is not love. Can you see? Have you ever even underlined that? What is God saying there? What is that place saying? Even if I give everything, I do charity work. And I don't love. Because that is what we call love, isn't it? Love genuinely like Joseph. He, made, he talked about Joseph. And that is what I put there. Joseph, despite what the brother did, he showed them love. Undo anger in a healthy way. So, I'm not saying don't get angry. <laughs> I'll be lying to you. Don't, I'm not saying Jesus still did not say we should not get angry. But undo it in a healthy matter, manner. It comes with maturity. It comes with the grace of God. Concentrate on good things of life. And that is what, why I read the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Then seek help from a qualified counselor. Some people, they have issue, anger issue. When you have done whatever you need to do and you, you, still, you still find yourself wanting, please reach out to some people that can help you. They call them counselor. They call them uh, coach this time around. They call them so many names. Now, seek out for those that you think will help. And if I will, if I will tell you my own final verdict there, pray. It's a carnality thing. When you are carnally minded, you cannot please the Spirit of God. You can't please God. It's a kind of thing. We are in the flesh. I will offend you. I don't call people. They, I, so some people now, they, I'm offending them because I don't call them. Forgive me. But you see, there are so many things. I can't be thinking of this and this and this. But I love you. 
I love you. Stop looking for sympathy, empathy, whatever. In your own little way, enjoy my whole the message I'm telling you tonight, please. Love yourself. We did we started it last week. Don't negotiate it without with any offense. Don't. Your wife will offend you, your husband will offend you, your children will offend you, your pastor will offend you. They are not, they are not God. Some people badmouth pastor on Facebook and you to you join them. Some of us will turn ourselves to be judged on Facebook. Some of us will just we need to put our mouth into some things. Leave it. Choose your battle, like Brodipo said. Enjoy yourself. This grace God has given to you. Enjoy it. And when you're going through challenges, don't keep quiet. Because some people, the bitterness are like, okay, I don't want to talk. We've been told that when we are facing some things, don't go to third party. Don't go to third party, but pause, pray, and ask God to lead you. Because you need to speak. When you speak, you see that you are relieved. But you need to speak to right, right, right people. Right people. Uh, Brody Paul, let me quickly read what we have on the on the platform then. You will, you will give us your concluding um, speech. I just need to stop. I just need to stop. Um, Bro Perkins, can you can you go up so that I can see? We've, we've got so many comments here. Make excuses for all that. Thank you so much, Fumi, for joining. Thank you, Angie. Thank you, Mommy Akisoya. If you can scroll down now. Hey, Mommy, thank you so much. Don't make someone. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Make excuses for the putting yourself in their shoe. Okay. Insecurity contribute to anger, bitterness, and exactly for me. Take your power back. We need God to work. Obenga, thank you so much in us to overcome bitterness. Thank you so much for, for joining us on the platform. Over to you, bro, deeper. If you, if, if, as, as the Holy Spirit leads, and um, I will just say one or two things, but we, we need to work on being happy and not passing unnecessary bitterness to our children, to the next generation. We need to live in an environment that we enjoy the peace of God, the joy of God. Even when things are not going the way we should, we should still enjoy ourselves. Over to you, sir. Yeah, uh, I think my parting words are these. Number one, please, root a bitterness have ability to, to get roots in your heart. It can sprung up roots in your heart. So be careful of it. Don't allow it to take roots. When, it, when it, the moment it started shooting out roots, it will become a monster. You will not believe what you are capable of doing, even as a believer, as a child of God. As somebody who is speaking in tongues, when bitterness <clears throat> takes root in your heart. So please, when you are annoyed, remove the bitter experience away from it. That annoyance will die natural death. So it becomes very, very important. That's what you can see from Joseph. He was not annoyed again. Bitterness, that, that, that bitterness has been removed. So annoyance died natural death. He said, God sent me to preserve you. So don't be grieved with yourself. Don't be annoyed with yourself. I'm not annoyed with anyone. So it becomes very, very important. The number two, just as our moderator has said, you need to pray. It takes a lot of prayers to remove root of bitterness from the heart of individuals. We, we, we went through an experience, myself and my wife, in year 2020. Hmm. For three months, we were praying. Father, hmm. 
protect our heart, hmm. preserve our heart. Don't allow root of bitterness to take place. We don't want to hate anybody. Hmm. We don't want to develop bitterness towards anyone. For three months, we were praying hmm. unto God, vigil every day. So it takes, because, because in such situation, demons can take advantage of that. Hmm. They can come in. And the Bible says they will invite seven terrible more demons. They will yeah. invite more terrible ones to join, to collaborate with them in order to destroy such life. So it becomes very, very important. Become very, very, very important. It becomes very, very important. So watch it. You pray very well that God remove this bitterness from my heart and, and take practical steps. Show love to people. And uh, that will help you. You need to be happy, just like moderator said. Bitterness is a weight you can't carry. It will slow you down in life. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Um, you will pray for us um, for 